1: Hello and welcome to another episode of How Do You Hustle. I'm Bronte, your host. I chat to Steph and Jess in this episode. The sisters started their career as fashion bloggers, How To Live, and now run sustainable footwear brand Tubes, as well as hosting their own podcast. And in this episode, they share their advice on how to keep the balance with your side hustle. So here they are, and I hope you all love it as much as I did. I'd like to start the episode by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land on which I'm recording the Yugambeh people and paying respects to elders past, present and emerging. Welcome to How Do You Hustle? This week we have Jess and Steph from Tubes on the Line with us. How are you both today? We're good. We just
2: jumped off a clubhouse call, so we're having a firing afternoon.
1: So you both wear heaps of different hats, but tell me about the main things that you both do sure so I guess
2: in previous times if you would have asked that we kind of had two businesses going at the one time we had how to live and we had tubes how to live being this blog that we started back in 2012 that's something that we have kind of let go of she's not dead she's just sleeping in a really deep sleep we're not sure if she'll ever wake up but maybe she will So for the moment, we're really focused on Tubes, which is our footwear label. It's got a vegan and environmental focus and it's where Steph and I spend most of our time. I work on the product and environmental side of things and Steph does the marketing and then we've got a team and an office and things feel a bit fancy. Amazing.
1: Uh, I must admit back in the day, I actually um, followed your blog and Uh, So when I like saw that you had this new project, I immediately recognized you. So I think that, um, you know, I'm one of the old school. I'm probably like around your age. So I remember those days (laughs) I had a blog too. Definitely wasn't as successful, but I mean, I I was doing it. So I love the concept. A lot of this podcast is about sustainability and people starting projects that are, I guess, contributing to the greater good, not just the business side of things. Like, how did you guys come up with the concept and how did you kind of launch it? So like, walk me through how that happened. So
3: yeah, so we came up with the concept for Tubes probably eight years ago. And if we were looking for a quick win, shoes were not it. We didn't (laughs) realize at all that shoes were going to take us years to develop and sample and we went through 10 rounds of really ugly sampling before we even got to our first product. So it took a really long time and a lot of knowledge building and a lot of scrappiness of just like asking friends of friends of friends who worked in the, the in shoes, hey, can you tell us about them? So it took us a while to get it up and running. And when we first started for us being animal lovers, we were like, right, we're not using any animal products in the shoes. That's a non-negotiable and actually, fun fact, because I told this to somebody the other day and they were shocked, we weren't vegan then. We weren't eating vegan. So we kind of went vegan with our fashion personally before, years before we actually started eating vegan. And so we had started to move our own wardrobes towards being animal free. And so it just made total sense for Tubes to be animal free as well. Um, and yeah, that was six years ago now that we launched and over the years, We've added in more, you know, now we're really environmentally focused. That came a couple of years ago and obviously we can dive deeper into that. But I think for us, it hasn't been like, right, what are our values? How can we put our values into our business? You know, it's like never as systematic as that. It's more a natural organic process that we really care about stuff. And in order to feel good about what we're doing every day, we need to bring in the stuff that we care about to the stuff that we're doing.
1: Can completely relate to that. Um, I love that. So, I guess I don't know which one of you is best to answer. So I'll I'll let you um decide. But like, where do you start with something like that? Like obviously most shoes are probably and literally leather or I'm guessing plastic. Like where do you start? Like where did you start to even um work out how to be sustainable when it comes to shoes? Um.
2: To be honest, we kind of thought that there was this big world of secrecy around sustainable fashion. And I'm saying that in quotation marks because now I, I don't really believe it to be a thing. But at the time, we thought, oh, right. There is someone somewhere that knows how to source all the sustainable materials. What are all the sustainable factories that make sustainable shoes that are doing all the sustainable things? And we thought that we just had to find the person with the key to get us inside the room so that we could just do all the shit. Can I say shit on this podcast? Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Great. So spoiler alert that is so not how it works. Wow. Unfortunately. So we did go on, actually it was funny. So we started doing our own learning and then we thought, no, we need this God with the key to get us into the room. And so then we brought on a sustainability consultant. We paid them a lot of money and then (laughs) all we learned from them was all the things we had already learned by just applying ourselves and searching online and doing little short courses. So I guess the good part and the bad part is that there aren't really that many answers and that the movement is really just a bunch of people who care a lot, who are trying to figure out how to do this thing. And that's why I come back to what I said earlier about I don't believe that there's such thing as sustainable fashion because we're not there yet. And we still firmly believe that the most sustainable pair of shoes you can have is the one that you already own. And then if you need a new pair, that's when you come to Tubes. And we're trying to infuse our footwear with really good stuff like recycled materials like sugar cane. And we're giving you a recycling program at the end of the life. So we're offering good things. Love that. I think it's really about going out and doing your own research and then from there figuring out where you fit into this massive puzzle and problem that is fashion and
1: sustainability. Totally. I just got goosebumps because I feel like that's me. Like it's trying when you finally like wake up to this whole thing and the consumerism around it. It's sort of too late. You're already in the rat race. You're like, where do I start? Like, literally, what part of my life do I start <laughs> tackling? And I think, like, you know, shopping at op shops, exactly like you said, just wearing your product, like wearing your shoes, are obviously, good quality, like wear them until they die. <laughs> and it's exactly. so great. It's so great that you can recycle them and that you promote that. So I think that's really great. I mean, I asked Steph this. So, how much do you think, like, maybe working? you know, as bloggers and probably getting a lot of like paid promotion or working with brands, how um, much do you think that that kind of shaped the direction that your career has now gone? Like, do you think that impacted this decision?
3: Yeah, definitely. I mean, we never knew what we were doing. We're not planners. We're not 10-year planners, we're not five-year planners, we're not one-year planners, we're not really even three-month planners. So we're really the type of people that just dive right in and go for it. And we really didn't plan much of any of this. I mean, 10 years ago, we were like, hey, wouldn't it be so cool if we started a blog? And then maybe if that blog got big, we could like go to some fashion weeks or something, you know, that was the plan. And that was the full extent of the plan. And then that happened and we were like, cool, what now? Then we started working with brands, promoting their products. And then we got really sick of being in front of the camera because we never set out intending to be models, but just accidentally ended up being them for a short while. And so we ugh, were like, oh, that ugh. sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I, hats off to all the models out there because It was so detrimental to our mental health to constantly be scrutinized for the way we looked. It is so difficult. And so, yeah, we hated it. And we realized we had this platform. We had all these followers that we got. And so we thought, let's start our own thing that we can sell to them rather than just selling them other people's products. So yeah, that whole journey that we went on definitely ended up leading to us creating Tubes. Did it help tubes? We really thought we were onto something we thought it was so clever. It was like back in those days of Frank Body just, you know, yeah. creating coffee, their their kitchen table and packaging up and selling it, millions of them and triangle swimwear. I don't know if you remember yeah. those neoprene, yeah. the neoprene swimwears. probably now that I think about it, where we got the idea from neoprene shoes. Um, And, yeah, we thought, okay, we're going to jump on this and be like this Instagram brand, jump on this Instagram trend. Turns out shoes are not like that at all. Shoes take a lot more to convince people to buy. uh, Yeah, like teeth widening, awesome Instagram brand. (laughs) Shoes, not so much. Uh, So Yeah, I mean, one way that it's definitely benefited us is we had a lot of experience in the industry. We got to work out how it worked. We made some incredible connections within the, within the industry. So it definitely ended up leading us to a pretty cool place. But I don't see why anyone can't go out and do the same thing without building the blog beforehand.
1: Good to know. Um, I guess you you definitely had that social media experience, I'm guessing as well, um, which, yeah, I guess brings me to that question. And this is probably another Steph question. Um Like how important do you think, you've touched on it, but how important these days when you're starting a brand or you're starting a business um, is social media? Because to me, it feels like you can't do anything anymore without social media. And sometimes it's at its own detriment. But yeah, like how, and and I guess if you have any advice for someone who's starting out, like how important is it to get a hold on your socials from the start?
3: Mm, We hate well, firstly, we hate social media. Just putting that out there. <laughs> How difficult has it made all of our lives that now, like, oh my god, women, I hate it. As women, not only do we have to do everything, plus run a business, plus totally. then we have to do our own marketing ending. and then your and own
1: channel. Your own channel still has to be managed.
3: <laughs> it's oh. just ridiculous. Oh yeah, I never had. I don't have a personal Instagram. Actually. Oh wow started how to live before the days of really having personal Instagram so gladly I never had my own but yeah I think that the amount of time that you have to spend on social media now and it wasn't bad enough that it was a feed post then it became stories and now reels and tiktoks they are so so time consuming so I think it's something we've talked a lot about is and you know I live in Byron Bay where people love to be slow and people ask me a lot, like they, you know, a lot of people are health and wellness coaches and massage therapists and that kind of thing here. And even they're like, do you think it's possible to build a business without social media? And I honestly don't know that it is. Like even if you want to be a meditation teacher for just your local community, I don't know that you can build much of a business without social media, maybe in certain industries, but particularly when it comes to anything like fashion or beauty or anything like that, I think. I if think you, if
2: you're, what about Steph? Sorry to interject. What What do you think if you're business to business as opposed to business to
1: customer, like we
2: are?
3: True. Probably. Yeah, that's a good point. I think if you're business to business, then that and you probably could use web point.
1: web marketing and email yes. marketing.
3: True. Yeah, so. and I guess if you are consumer facing, uh, it is always you do need social media, but I think do you have to kill yourself on all the social media platforms and, you know, do using every medium? No. And that's something that we try to just really focus in on a couple of platforms or a couple of things that we're good at. So back in the day, we'd be like, right, how are we going to grow our Facebook and our Pinterest and our Twitter and our Instagram now? Everything. It's like, that's not going to happen. So we no. we don't focus on Facebook at all. We don't focus on Twitter no. at all. We don't focus on Pinterest at all because we're no. like, those aren't our platforms. So I think really identifying like one to two platforms that your customers are and where you're going to create the most amount of impact is really important. And then also thinking about your time as a currency, because your time is important and you need to be thinking about where you're spending your time. And if you are going to be spending all day, every day doing TikToks and Reels, if you're, if you want to be a life coach, then maybe yes, that is the perfect time place to be spending your time because It's really relevant and you're going to be giving amazing tips and you're really going to build your business. Or like, I know a lot of people that are like social media marketing teachers, they're spending all their time on Reels and TikTok and it's really relevant. For us, we have a booming business right now without much Reels engagement or TikTok. Um, We're starting to build our TikTok following and that's it, you know, it's just hit a thousand and that's with a full-time PR and social media manager on our team who spends like honestly 50% of her time at the moment on that. So if we were building a business, I think met like thinking about our own time and our own mental health and what's sustainable. If it was just the two of us again, building it now, I don't think we would be doing that because that doesn't feel good to me. I don't like being on TikTok and reels. I think it's about thinking about things that you can do that set you apart that really Capture that engagement. For example, Jess and I write really captivating blog posts on Tubes' blog, which I've is called the Climate Blog. And when we share those, uh, we turn them into like a feed post where you can swipe through and see like a few of the quotes from the article and you can click through to the article. Those get just as much as en- engagement as our wow. videos and
1: TikTok.
3: So, like, and yeah, and it's not a video, it's a static post, it's getting clever about it. So, it's really about thinking about what you do thinking about what other people aren't doing on social media. Like, you know, if you're just copying what everybody else is doing, which we used to be so guilty of, you know, (laughs) then you're not going to have any cut through. But if you, it's about being smart with your time, I think, rather than just giving all of your time.
1: I love that as advice. I think, yeah, it's starting out. I was thinking the other day, I'm like, every second job at the moment online is like TikTok manager.
4: I'm like, what? the world yeah you're right
1: (laughs) I don't know if did you both um so before you did the blog was your background in like communications and journalism or did you just kind of learn it as you went
3: mine Um, before we did
1: how to live yeah
3: yeah, so I did, I studied professional communication at RMIT. Um, and so I, yeah, I was focused on PR. Uh, it was honestly pre-social media. Like we learned how to make audio audio yeah. kind of things, which turned out to be podcasts. Um, so yeah, I, and I, I had worked in like event management and I actually started my own market called the Up and Comers Fashion Market. I think that's wow. what it was called a while ago. Um, Ooh, so nice. yes, I came from the like communication side of things and then yes, and I was a
2: I was a little old baby at the ripe old age of 19 when we started so I was uh studying at RMIT also doing fashion and textile merchandising so like the business side of fashion I was also working as a stylist at Topman so like I loved fashion but I was very very young when we started
5: Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
0: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
1: Wow, but it all kind of like links into your interests, I guess. Um, So, and... You guys also do a bit of a podcast now. So tell me about that.
2: Yes, we love podcasting. In case you can't tell, we love to talk. (laughs) Yeah, it's
1: like we're we're sisters and we have
2: endless things to say to each other. So like putting a microphone in front of us is basically just like recording what happens every freaking day. (laughs) But so we actually had a podcast for our blog. So How to Live turned from a blog into an Instagram and then it turned into a podcast and we ran that for about two years. Wow. What was the but? What was the byline on that? It was... Of How to Live with Podcast. It was very cute.
3: Yeah. Yeah, It was... Oh, wait. That's our new one. It's... I know what it was. It's figuring out this thingy called life.
2: Oh, yeah. So (laughs) when, when we started, it was very girl bossy we were interviewing lots of female entrepreneurs and then it's funny because the podcast went on such a big journey because I think that that two-year period was actually such an intense period of time for Stephanie and I where we were going on our own personal journeys we kind of came up in the in the girl boss era with Sophia Amoruso looking to Nasty Gal and looking at all these massive companies and it was all about women working like men you know, oh, but we're women, we can work exactly like men. And we got really stuck in that and we became workaholics and we wanted to read all the things and know all the things. So that was really how the podcast started. And then it was funny because obviously very quickly we got very burnt out and we realized that, oh, this isn't like super, super resonating with us. And I think that we continued to interview people that were really successful and we would talk to them about their businesses. And then usually around the last few questions, we would talk to them about, you know, looking back on your life or looking back on the last 10 to 20 years, like what, makes you feel the best what are you the most proud of and the answer was always you know my family or my um contribution to whatever i care about or the relationship that i've been able to build with myself or the relationship i've been able to build with somebody else and it was never all the dollars in my bank account and all the hours that i worked and all these badges of honor the workaholic things that i'm wearing right now and so I, I want to say that the podcast was really instrumental in in our own personal journeys as well, that it was just constantly being reiterated to us that this thing that you're doing is not the key to your happiness. and your worth is not the your worth does not come from your work. And so the podcast takes this really beautiful journey where, Towards the end, we're interviewing meditation teachers and, you know, I became a yoga teacher and Steph became a meditation teacher and just this like really bringing in these more like feminine ways of being that we, we can be girl bosses totally and also we don't have to be dicks and also we can be kind and also we can treat ourselves and each other with so much, you know, gentleness and... So that's, that's how to live. That was a really big tangent actually. I got it. No, that, that's, that's,
1: I love that. That's how to
2: live the
3: podcast. So that was like our, our first podcast baby. And then we and had we a second child. And we love that people are still discovering how to live the podcast, even though it's ended. And we've realized it's this beautiful journey, as Jess said, that like, if you want two years worth of content, you can listen to it and you can almost grow with it. What so it's grow, a really yeah. nice. Yeah. Like it's cool that it's sitting out there and while we're not doing any new episodes for the moment, we never say never because we love doing how to live the podcast. Yeah. It is. It's a cool listen for people, but then yes, the second child. So then we,
2: then we had a second child that, you know, going back to what you said about wearing so many hats, I think that We got to a place where we were spending so much time on how to live and we were spending so much time on Tubes. And we thought, you know, this, we could be being more efficient with our time. And if we had a Tubes podcast that would also be adding to the Tubes messaging and achieving some Tubes goals, then that would probably be a better way to spend our time. So now we've started a podcast called Hey Tubes. And the mission for that is, can we save the planet, but make it fashion love and essentially each week we tackle a tough question like is sustainable fashion only for rich people or can I get over my shopping addiction and it's supposed to be fun but it's also supposed to be informative which we are trying to strike the balance of so you don't feel like you're learning but in fact by the end of the half hour you have learned something.
1: I love that that actually just like resonates with me so much because I'm doing this podcast. It's obviously about hustling. I work in PR. I am just about to start studying and I feel like I'm about literally what you just said, I'm about to kind of pivot and you'll notice as well, like I've had a lot of really successful guests, but I've also had a lot of people in sustainability and I'm planning some wellness guests. So I feel like it's kind of I feel like doing something like this, you actually learn so much about yourself, which is you know invaluable.
2: Absolutely. Um, and also like jumping into the deep end. Like there's nothing more scary than starting a podcast. Absolutely. Oh, it's terrifying.
1: Especially by yourself.
3: <laughs> True. Yeah. yeah props to you. Pop-up. Oh yeah. my god. We have it so easy because if I if my brain's off, Jess will just jump in with a question. But yeah, it's all you, baby.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm open to eventually um having a co-host. But yeah, like I love doing it. It's like my, it's my little passion project. So it doesn't really feel like effort, but really understand what you say with like, you don't want to do too many things at once, but what are some like key takeaways? Like I might ask you this stuff, like, you know, obviously the last two years, um, I don't need to, Get into that conversation. Yeah. <laughs> We've all talked about it, what but happened? what happened? The last- <laughs> what do you mean? The last two
2: years? <laughs> I- I Where did
1: they them. go? <laughs> um, but like, what are some? I guess learnings you've had. I think all of us have, and I know. I think Jess, you just covered yours, but Steph like, what are some things you've really learned about yourself or about like what you want from the next
3: yeah few years? Mm, great question. I feel like, firstly, is Yolo. <laughs> you know, like we, 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 we just, skip. although if, if you, if you're a Buddhist, you live more than once, but not at this of, rate, honey. You live, <laughs> you live once. If there's a planet, step dad, on. <laughs> so I think that, so for me, I moved to Byron a year and a half ago, and I would have never done that pre pandemic. I would have just been like, Well, I just think I would have been like, you know, I want to be close to my family and I want to be close to my friends and I want to be in the place that I always grew up and I would have never left the team. Like that was such a no-no, but I feel like remote working has just changed things for us. And now there's kind of no excuse not to be where you really want to be. And I love that I get to live this life here in so much nature, going to the beach a lot um and you know just like living this incredible life obviously dealing with a lot of natural disasters in here as well there's all that as well you're okay but yeah yeah so I think that it's pretty incredible that we get to live we get to design the lives that we want to live and I think it's easy to forget that and especially those of us who are privileged enough to live the lives in whatever way, live our lives in whatever way we want to, but we're kind of boxed in by ourselves and our own expectations that Mm. we're putting on ourselves. And it's like, if I have the means to go and, you know, travel and live somewhere else for a while, why wouldn't I do that? And so many decisions that I make are like, well, what would people think of that? And even on such a subtle level, you know, like just the way I walk down the street instead of skipping and singing is because I'm worried about what people will think of me. And the other day I was at a party. Yes. A rare party in the last couple of years. I was, it was amazing. There was a dance floor and everything. And I was on the dance floor with my partner and I was just like having the best time and I was completely letting loose. And afterwards he turned to me and he was like, you were literally dancing like there was nobody else in the room, like nobody's watching you. I don't think you realize you were dancing like a crazy person. And I (laughs) burst out laughing and I was like, I love that. I think that the last couple of years for me, I've just like untrained that inhibition that I have about people being around and people watching me. And I was dancing for me and I needed that dance. And so I let loose and I had a party and I had a boogie. (laughs) And it didn't matter to me what anybody else was thinking. And that's something that I never had before.
1: I love that. What about you, Jess? Is there anything else you want to add? Or That was so good.
2: <laughs> uh, I feel like I've had so many learnings over the last two years. I, I've just gotten a lot of clarity, the ways that I want to spend my time and the people that I want to spend my time with. Definitely. Really? Like I feel like some people felt yeah, you know, there was some people yeah. who
4: yeah.
2: I obviously Bye. was seeing yeah <laughs> just out, out of like total convenience and yeah and now I'm just like so much more selective about the way that I spend my time and the things that I put my energy into and I think that I put myself first so much more and like not not you know that that's not selfish and that like that also yeah. recognizing that that's not selfish that like that's totally okay um so I'm actually also moving to oh. so I seven I grew up in Melbourne yeah um but so my boyfriend and I are moving to the Mornington Peninsula next Amazing. month yeah and, and that I that's also something that I never would have done. Like the, even that idea of like living in Victoria, but not living in Melbourne and not living within the 10 K radius that I grew up in, you know, that's wild. And I remember when I started talking about moving there and my friends would say, Oh, you'll never do that. You know, like, Oh yeah, you're talking about that. Like, you'll just never do it. And it's just so funny because like, why can't I, yeah, and I don't I don't know anyone around there. And I'll it's like commute nice. to work a little bit and I'll work from home and I'll just like create a life that feels really nice to me. And I never would have done that if it wasn't for the last two years.
1: Yeah, totally. I just moved. I lived in Melbourne for seven years and I just moved to the Gold Coast. So I, <laughs> I mean-
2: feel like everyone's
5: doing
1: it. Yeah. Okay. yeah. But I'm loving it. Like literally, after like yesterday, I had a sunset swim. Like it was starting nice. so like so beautiful. But um, well, this has been so lovely, and yeah, I really love talking to you both. Um, if people want to find tubes on social media, Steph, where can they go or on online?
3: Yep. So we're at Tubes on Instagram. It's T-W-O-O-B-S. There's a silent W in there and obviously go check out the shoes at Tubes.com. And the podcast is Hey Tubes. Hey Tubes. Yep. In all your favorite podcast places.
1: Awesome. Thanks guys. Thanks so much. Wasn't that just such a great episode? I loved talking to the girls and I'd like to thank them again for coming on the show. If you haven't already checked out Tubes on social media, they post some really interesting stuff that really is quite thought provoking in the sustainability space. And also check out their podcast where they delve into sustainability a little bit deeper. I'll be posting the episode on YouTube. I've recently started posting some of the interviews on YouTube as well as the podcast. So you can check it out by searching How Do You Hustle. Thanks so much for joining me. I've got another really exciting guest in our next episode, which I'm just Buzzing to release already. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to go on our Instagram and follow us at How Do You Hustle, as well as giving us a like and some stars on Spotify
4: and Apple. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer.